you are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. So that it, it's really the phrase um, of, of the mission, the heart of why we believe we are here uh, in this community. Uh, when we first started the church, we wanted to make sure that we did not create a church that was for the church people. We we wanted to create a church that 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 wasn't for um, that 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 wasn't just for people who grew up in church and understand Christianese and understands the church lingo and thous and thots and these and thus and whys and do with this. Like we wanted to create a church so that those far from God could come and experience Him, experience Jesus' love in its most in his most purest form, strip away as much as we can the man-made stuff that, that we've brought in with us and the weird things that we've learned throughout the, the years. We just wanted people to come and see and understand that, man, Jesus loves you as you are. But here, that's not even the good news. Here's the good news, that he loves you so much that he doesn't want to leave you where you're at. So he, you come as you are, but he wants to do something in your heart so that he can draw the greatness out of you and draw the, the amazingness and the awesomeness out of you. But we've discovered that, that just sometimes just the church structure in general doesn't allow that to happen. And so we wanted to come to create a place, a church, so that. And so we thought that, man, it would be an amazing opportunity to start a series, the first series of the year, so that, so that. We get it from the verse in second, excuse me, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. This is the Apostle Paul writing. He's writing to the church in Corinth. Uh, they're a little discouraged, but, you know, good old Paul comes through. He writes this because he understands, for though I am free from all men, I have made myself a slave to all. So let me, let me back that up a little bit. Basically what he's saying, that what I'm doing, this, the, the ability that I have to, to share the good news of Jesus, he's saying that it's a choice, that, that it's, it's a privilege. Listen, if you're coming to church, if you're doing, if you're serving, if you're giving, if you're doing devotionals because you feel like you have to, you're missing the point. Your relationship with Jesus should not be a have to, it's a get to. And so Paul's saying, though I'm free, so I can do what I want, I have made myself a slave to all so that I may win more, so that I can reach people who don't know Jesus yet, so that I can reach that person that's hurting, so that I can reach that person who's on the verge of suicide, though I can reach that person, so that. I love the message translation. I believe we have that. Uh, it says this, even though I am free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntary, voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a, wide, reach a wide range of people, religious, non-religious, meticulous, moralists, loose living, immoralists, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. Whoever, I love that. And so what we're doing with, uh, within this series, we're looking at three characteristics that I think 
is vital for all of us to implement in our lives so that we can accomplish the mission that God has given us to reach those far from God. And so I'm going to pray and then we're going to jump into it. I do want to say we have a, a little saying around here, a quiet church is a dead church, which simply means if I'm saying something that's resonating in your heart and you're like, oh, that's good. You can say, that's good. You can say preach, you can say amen, you know, choose your, your, your words. And if it's something real good, you have every right. To, you don't even have to say anything. You just stand up, cross your arms, nod like, yep, yep, that's, yeah, that's good. So let's pray and we'll get started. Father, we love you. God, I thank you so much for this opportunity that we have to, to come here. God, this, this opportunity that we have to get to be in your house. Father, right now I pray that you would, uh, God, whatever chaos and craziness that happened uh, from Monday until now, God, whatever craziness, hecticness happened this morning, maybe on our way here to church, God, I pray that you would, uh, God, you would remove that from our hearts and from our minds. God, that you would help us to just lean in to your word this morning for the next 30, 35 minutes. God, we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, this may be a shocker, but I used to love running. Okay, that was false. I, 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 I didn't like running, but I did running. I understood the benefits of running. Um, I Again, maybe this is hard to, to really understand and notice, but I used to play sports, right? Like, and so, you shouldn't laugh there. That's rude. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so, so I used to do sports, and and, and so my neighbors and and myself. Uh, I used. Uh, growing up, I lived across the street from Howarth Park in Santa Rosa, and so uh, we would do this thing like, "Hey, let's go run around the lake." Now, for those of you that have never been out there, it's a 3.7 mile exactly. Uh, jogging path that that we would go to and um, and and so we would just go. I was never the one leading the path. I have asthma, like you can't. I you know it's a handicap. No, it's not okay. <laughs> I tell myself that and and, um, and and so like I was never like the fastest person. Uh, I, I was definitely never in the front. I just you know I just ran with him. I would be in the back. I'd have to stop every now and again to, you know, to, to, to breathe, and then I would continue on running. So typically we would go in the daytime right before it gets really dark because who wants to be in the forest at nighttime? Nobody, you know. And so, so typically we'd go and we'd leave. We'd finish right before it got dark. Well, there was this one day we had a late start. I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but we decided to go, even though it was about to get dark fairly quick. I thought, I was like, guys, this is probably a horrible idea. Like, we should not do this just in case it gets dark. Now, I'm not afraid of the dark. I'm just more cautious in the dark, you know? And so uh, they're like, no, it's fine, it's fine. So, so we, we start running, and, and we're running, and as we're running, we get to uh, the Spring Lake side, it starts getting pretty dark pretty fast. Like, it's, 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 it's getting dark very fast. I'm like, guys, we should probably not have done this. Like, it's okay. We're just going to run 
It's going to be fine. So we're running, and then it just started getting, like, really, really dark. And my buddy was like, hey, we should cut through the trees to try to make time so that we can get home faster because it's not safe in the dark. I'm like, really? Yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you. And, and so, <clears throat> excuse me, so, so we're like, okay, whatever. So we, we get off the pavement and we, we try to do a little shortcut through the, the dirt, the dirt roads. And um, one thing that we didn't think about is the, the trees. When, when you're under the trees, it covers any lighting that may come from the sun or the, the moon and the stars. And so we, we take this path, we're running, and then all of a sudden it is like pitch with a P black. Like it is nasty black out there. Like dark, dark, dark. Like to the point where you're running and then you're like, oh. Have you ever been like, you're like running like this? Like it was, it was dark. And we're like, oh, this man, this was not, this is not a good idea. <laughs> and, and so, so, so we're running, we're running, we're, we're jogging through the forest. I have to take a break, right? Just because that's, that's how God made me. And, uh, and they, they start running ahead. And I'm like, guys, wait up for me. Wait, I'm still here. And, and, and again, it's, it's really dark. You can't see anything. And as I, I'm about to jog, God is, my, God is my witness. If I'm lying, God strike me dead right now. God honest witness. God honest truth. I looked up. I start to run. And I, I see the bushes. They're on the side of me. I look up, and there's glowing eyes in the bushes. Glowing eyes in the <laughs> like done. I'm done. Guys, wait for me. Like at this point, and this is mostly everyone here would do the same thing. Like I'm not moving. I'm like, guys, I can't see except for I help me. And they're like, you're fine. You'll be okay. Just run past them. And I'm standing there, guys. I am, like, freaked out. I, like, there's, like, just the glow, their green glowing eyes in the bushes. I don't know if they were squirrels. I don't know if they were ducks. Ducks? I don't know what they were. All I knew is I couldn't see what was ahead of me. <laughs> Maybe a mountain lion, yes. I couldn't see what was ahead of me. And so I just stood there, frozen, paralyzed, scared. Eventually, obviously, I, I moved because I'm here now. But I was thinking about this idea of not being able to see what lies ahead. And how my response to that was freeze, stay, don't move until the sun comes up. Right? Like, 
if, they, if you don't move, they won't see you. And I begin to think about this, like my mindset in the situation. And I realize that's a lot like life. In that, our inability to see what lies ahead, most of the time paralyzes us from ever moving forward. If you think about the decisions and the choices that you make in life, the choices that we tend to be for, that we tend to do, that we tend to, to, to act towards are those choices where we can see what lies ahead. Those choices and those things that, that we're pretty sure that there is a step ahead of us. That there's something that will catch us if we fall. Like we love those things. We love those choices. But I've realized, and I'm sure you have as well, that that is not the case for life all the time. That when it comes to life, there are a lot of things, a lot of choices, a lot of decisions, a lot of things that you have to do that are not based off of steps that you can actually see, but you have to step out in faith. See, maybe for you this morning, uh, you're in a situation that just seems so hopeless. You have no idea what the outcome is going to be. You, and, and so you, you're, you're like, man, if I could only see that there is some hope in my situation, maybe I'll have a little bit of faith. And you're standing there, and you see nothing. Man, maybe, maybe if I just stay here and don't move, it'll be okay. Maybe for you this morning, it's not a situation thing, a hopeless situation thing. Maybe for you, it's having to make a decision and a choice. Should I take this job? Should I not take this job? Should I go to this school? Should I not go to this school? Should I take this course? Should I not take this course? Should I marry this person? Should I not marry this person? And we're like, if I only had a sign, I can, I can make a choice. But that's not life all the time. Sometimes there's choices and situations that we go through where we can't see what's ahead. We just got to step out in faith. This morning, I want to talk to you about the subject of faith, the characteristic of faith, because faith is vital to your and my action. See, if you've listened to media, friends, professors, the mindset of society and culture today is, if I can't see it, then I won't believe it. And I'm not even talking about God right now. I'm just talking about your situation. I'm not even talking about your faith in a higher power. Like, I'm just talking about that decision that you got to choose. Like, if I can't see it, I won't believe it. And so I think it's this morning, what I want us to do is really dive into this understanding, like, what faith is, who do we put our faith in, 
And hopefully, by the end, a lot of us would leave with just a little bit more faith. Maybe you came in here this morning and you had no faith. Well, I'm glad you're here. Hopefully, you can leave here with just a smidge more faith. Maybe you came in here and your faith is leaking. Hopefully, hopefully when you leave this morning, we were able to plug that, that hole and so your faith tank could rise up just a little bit more. Does that sound good? And so, so faith, uh, the author of Hebrews chapter 11 gives us this amazing definition of faith. Because we need faith. Faith allows us, faith allows us to step when we can't see. Faith allows us to step when we can't see. So let's read this text in Hebrews chapter 11. says this, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. I'll read that again. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we can't see. So you want to know why faith is so empowering, why faith is so important? I believe this is for your notes right here. Because faith leads you to act when you can't see. Faith leads you to act when you can't see. So this morning, I want to share with you three areas of your life that we need faith in so that we can reach our family member, our neighbor, our coworker with the love of Jesus. And we're going to pull it out of the story of Mark chapter 2. It's a very familiar story. Um, it's a great story, actually. I'm sure... Uh, everyone uh, here may probably has heard this story. And so what we're going to do, we're going to read that, and then we're going to pull three things from it, and then we're going to be done. And uh, so Mark chapter 2, 1 through 5, I'm going to read it, then we're going to break it down. When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, <coughs> excuse me, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room even outside the door. I love that Jesus, word gets, new, uh, word gets out that Jesus is in town and the room is packed. I love that. I feel like, and I've said this before, I think people are okay with Jesus. I think sometimes they have an issue with the followers of Jesus. And so like people are drawn to him. Like his house is packed. It's full. While he was preaching, he being Jesus was preaching God's word to them. Four, three, four, <laughs> that's funny. Four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, I love this, my child, your sins are forgiven. This morning I want to give you three areas where we 
need to have faith. And here's number one. We have to have faith that Jesus is bigger than your burden. Faith that Jesus is bigger than your burden. This story is phenomenal because here are these four guys. Jesus, Jesus, he, he's getting back to town. He just checked into his Airbnb. He's hanging out. Word gets out that Jesus is in town, that Jesus is back. And the, the place is packed. Like people come from all around just to, to hear what Jesus has to say. And in the midst of Jesus' teaching, in the midst of the crowded room, these four guys, they come carrying a paralyzed man, a paralytic. And they're carrying him, and they get to uh, the doorway, and they realize that there's no way to get in the house. That's a problem. And so rather than stopping, rather than just looking at their friend saying, sorry, buddy, maybe next time. They take it a step further. And the Bible says, the, the, the text says that they, they, they brought the man on the mat, the paralyzed man, they brought him from the floor to the roof. Let that sink in a little. I don't know how they did it. I don't understand the structures of the buildings I don't understand the Hebrew, Greek word of mat or whatever. Like, I'm just thinking of the practicality of dragging a man from the floor to the roof. I have a hard time hanging Christmas lights. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> and here is this guy. They, they get him from the floor to the roof. And I'm reading this story. I'm, I'm, I'm reading the text and. And I begin thinking about the awesomeness of these four guys. Because in the process of bringing the, the paralytic from the floor to the roof, they had no proof that if they can do that, that the guy would be healed. As they were dragging him from the floor to the roof, they had no promises that their plan was going to succeed. There was no sure thing that when they finally got this man on the roof, as they began to rip a hole, crazy, in the roof, and they lowered this guy down, there was no, there was nothing no physical evidence that them putting that, that the, their paralytic, paralyzed friend in front of Jesus, that he would be healed. They did all of that with the faith that Jesus was bigger than their burden. That Jesus was bigger than their baggage. That Jesus was bigger than whatever they were going through. I'm reading that 
And I'm so in awe of the faith that these men had that they were willing to go through all of that not even knowing what to expect, only knowing that there was someone in that building who had the potential, but they had faith. They had faith that just maybe, just maybe if, if we can get this guy in this room, then maybe, just maybe, something could happen. Maybe, just maybe, this person in the room has the potential to heal this guy. Maybe, just maybe. This morning, if you're here and you're going through something, I want you to know that Jesus is bigger than your burden. He's bigger than your baggage. He's bigger than the situation that you're going through. He's bigger than that question that you have. He's bigger than that sickness that you have. He's bigger than that trouble that you have. And, and it's up to you to be able to say, okay, maybe, just maybe, there's something to this. But I don't see it. I know, I know, I know you may not see it, but hey, that's where faith comes in. That's where that ability to step out. Faith leads you to act. Faith leads you to act. Faith leads you to drag that guy all the way up. Faith leads you to act to rip holes in the roof. Faith leads you to act to lower down your burdens. It's faith. So we're looking at three areas that, that we need to have faith in. The first one is this. Faith that Jesus is bigger than your burden. I think this one will help us for number one. Here, here's number two. Faith that Jesus is faithful to forgive. Faith that Jesus is faithful to forgive. <clears throat> and so, so, so they, get, they get the guy, they lower him down. He's there, he, he's in front of Jesus. And we read it. He, he, he's in front of Jesus. And, and what Jesus says next is, it's mind-boggling. Okay? A guy, he's paralyzed, he's there. They're expecting Jesus to be like, you are healed if. Healed if? You're healed. <laughs> but Jesus doesn't even say that. The text says that Jesus was moved by their faith and the very first thing that he says to the guy, your sins are forgiven. Imagine being the guys on the roof. What, what did he say? Did he, what, what? He said, your sins are forgiven. That's crazy. Jesus, I didn't come to get my sins. I came to get healed. But as I was thinking about that more, 
It's as if Jesus was saying that your faith in me to heal internally will give you faith for what you're wanting externally. So let me put it this way. Jesus is saying, hey, your sins are forgiven. In fact, when he said that, everybody in the room was like, you should have never said that. Who do you think you are? You can't forgive sins. Because what Jesus was saying was like, hey, all of that junk that you have on your heart, you, you know that those past things that you've done, those past things that I've done, like all those things that, that cloud your heart, Jesus is like, hey, I forgive you. And here's why that's important. Because if you have faith that Jesus has the ability to forgive you, listen, the greatest uh, heart doctor, heart surgeon, cannot remove the sins from your heart. Only Jesus can do that. And so if he can actually remove and forgive and wash me of sins, of things that I've done that no one else can ever forgive me from, if he can do that for me, maybe, just maybe, he can heal my sickness. If he can wash away the sins and the perversions of my heart, maybe, just maybe, he can give me hope in this situation. And so Jesus' first response wasn't, you are healed. He said, I forgive you. And this is vital, man. I don't know how many people I have ran into who said that I don't know about this faith thing. I don't know about this religion thing. Because if you've only knew my past, if you only know the things that I've done, the things that I've said, the people I've hurt, if you've only... If you only knew how much doubt I've had. If you only knew, if you only knew. Well, guess what? The good news is he is faithful to forgive. He is faithful to wash away those things in your life that you've been carrying around. And if he can do that for you, if he can wash away your sins, my God, that he is big enough to do what you need him to do. There's enough faith in there for you to take a step, even when you don't see it, to say, okay, okay, I'll try. I'll try. What do I got to lose? So two characteristics of faith. First one. Is that Jesus, faith that Jesus is bigger than my burden. Number two, faith that Jesus is faithful to forgive. And then here's number three. Faith, and I think the wording might be wrong on there. I gave him, I changed it. Sorry, production team. Faith that Jesus is planning on your participation. Faith that Jesus is planning on my participation. When I was studying this passage, 
I wanted to know what was the relationship between the four guys and the guy on the mat. I wanted to know, like, was this, were these good friends or were they just strangers? Were they his brother or were they just, uh, were they just whatever? Like, who were they? What was the relationship between these guys? Like, what would ever motivate them? Like, is it, is it, who are they? Like, in relationship to, to this paralytic, like, who is this, who are these four guys? And I realized that at the end of the day, the question to that answer, it doesn't really matter. Because here's the, here's what I believe the point of these four guys is. It's not whether it was their brother. It's not whether it was their friend. It was, it's not whether or not this guy was just a stranger and they saw him and they felt bad and they helped him out. The point of this is that there were four guys who were available, who saw a need and said, hey, I can help. When you view it that way, it doesn't matter who they were. It doesn't matter their relationship to the guy at all. All they knew is that there is a need and I'm there, I'm available. All they knew that there were four corners of the mat and there were four of them and they said, hey, I can, I can do something. It may not be a lot, but I can do something. I can play my part in this. I can do my thing. I can help where I can help. I don't know where you stand in, in this. I believe that God created you. Um, and I believe that when he created you, he knew what he called you to, what he created you for. And, and, and so if he created you and if he knew what he called you for and what he created you for, then I also believe that because he knew what he created you for, that he also gave you the tools necessary to fulfill what you needed to do. And so, wherever you're at in life, whatever job you're at right now, wherever place you live at, wherever you are, I believe God knew you'd be in that moment, at that moment. And I believe that the tools that he placed inside of you from the very beginning were tools necessary for you to fulfill and participate and play the part wherever you are at. Wherever you are at. That he's equipped you for whatever situation that you're going through. That he's giving you tools for whatever Thing you're going to be needing help with. He's equipped you. And you have to have faith that he's equipped you that to participate in the part that he has for you. Listen, you have a role, you have a part. And he's given you everything you need to fulfill it, to accomplish it. He didn't mess up promise if you don't have that tool then that's probably not your calling 
He's given you what you need because he knew where you would be. Faith. Well, I don't see it. I don't see how that can happen. That's amazing because that's where faith starts. Faith leads me to act when I can't see. Faith removes the paralysis of my unwillingness to want to move. And so here's the amazing part, and we're closing. I have no clock, I have nothing, so it could be 12 o'clock and I don't even know. I apologize. Here's the last verse that I want to read to you and then we're done. They're going to sing a song that we can just reflect on and then uh, Nick will come up and close us. Mark chapter 2, verse 12. We don't have this on, on the screen, but you can just write that down. Mark chapter 2 and verse 12. So, Jesus, he said, your sins are forgiven. The crowd goes crazy. They're like, oh my gosh, Jesus can't do that. Jesus is like, I can do that. And watch what else I can do. He said, not only are you forgiven, but you're healed. Get up. So that paralyzed guy's like, huh? And he gets up and he's healed. It's amazing. Now watch this. Verse 12. And the man, the, the, the paralyzed guy, he jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all, okay, so check this out. It says, they were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, we have never seen anything like this before. Listen, your faith allows people to say, I have never seen this before. Your faith gives people that opportunity to see the amazing, loving God that we serve. Why do we have faith? Well, it's for us, but it's not really just for us. Hey, newsflash, a lot of the things that God's given us is not really just for us. walk in faith we have faith that Jesus is bigger than our burden we have faith that Jesus is faithful to forgive we have faith that he is planning for us to participate in our part so that we can give glory to Jesus so that people can be amazed not in us not in me not in you but in that person that we put faith in. Listen, I understand that faith is hard. It's not easy. But I urge you this morning as they sing this song that you would just begin to just pray to yourself, God, where am I lacking in faith? Can you just help me? Where can I use faith? Where can I be led to act? Can you just help me? to Discovery Church Podcast. Remember, we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5 p.m. Make sure to like and subscribe and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.